1: Hey everybody, and welcome back to your favorite GI Joe podcast show. Enjoying September in all of its illustrious glory. This is knowing is half the podcast, and I am Race Decanus.
2: Oh, he's just boycotting the naming these days. I'm Gina Ippolito.
3: Honestly, I was just worried that you had left uh, because we were uh, Ray and I were doing our usual bullshit. And then there was just silence. And I was like, eh, you yeah, know I re- comes you- in and says, like, fuck you guys.
2: When it's and- past 810, I refuse to acknowledge bullshit.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, have. I, mean,
1: like- I have it on record uh, in audio recordings that that is not the case.
3: <laughs> I mean, she gets baited in, obviously. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, who are you? I already told you, you were too busy talking over me. And I'm not about to make that edit. No, me neither. So we are
1: talking this week. We're going to take a break from Sigma Six. We listened to that or watched that a couple of times in a row. And there's God. only a couple more Sigma Six episodes to go in the first season of Sigma Six. So great job us We're getting through it. Uh, today, we have a very special uh, episode 1940s Superman 1940s Superman. This was uh, uh, requested by one of our patrons. Chan, do you remember the patron? Ah. Uh,
2: Jesus. Oh, Ray. You guys are the worst. You guys are the worst. <laughs> this ah!
3: is like w- like being on the other side of the curtain of who would win. Oh no. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um it's Lord Snurts for the record. Yes, it is. Oh, Lord, Lord Snurts. Snurts. Thank no. you. And Lord Snurts actually wrote the show uh, on Patreon and said here's my suggestion of episodes that i would suggest is good for the show and on that list were the two are two that we're doing today secret agent and the underground cave both available on youtube we'll get some links wait up a minute on the show is that what
3: i see what happened here uh because when uh he originally suggested it uh i looked it up i was like oh, okay cool i'll get uh three episodes and just like drop them in there and then I completely ignored it um, <laughs> and then when I came back I was like there's two episodes in here doesn't feel like the ones that I put in there but I didn't change yeah. them those were already on the invite I didn't have nothing to do with that Chan you put them in there did I? you're
2: both a <laughs> yeah. mess you're, a, you're right. a mess you're both a mess <laughs> what here?
1: Uh, yeah no you did that I just followed along and I didn't even watch them in the right order and that's why we're doing it secret agent and then underground cave, even though it very clearly on the invite puts them in a different order.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Be, I'm a, yeah, a terror. I'm a mm, dictator. Mm.
1: I'm, I'm the knowing is half the podcast dictator.
2: Uh, no, you're not. That would require us to follow your charismatic lead. And I'm pretty sure you are not getting any followers
1: you don't got to rub it in like that. <laughs> I feel like she does. <laughs> Man. Um, you know, I, I just want to start right now. I really enjoy this style of animation. Uh, why don't more people just do this? Like, because, like, I'll say right now, when the early Adult Swim stuff is out there, really Garbo animation kind of became in vogue, where it just looked like trash. And, like, this... To do this style of animation in the future, like 80 years later or 75 years later or whatever it would have been, like it can't have cost that much money. I don't know. Like, I really like the way it looks. It's it's still backdrops with very well articulated animations that are not very big going through them. And I just, I generally was impressed by the quality of the animation here. Am I crazy?
2: No, I, I loved it. It's also like super nostalgic for me because this was, you know, like the, the sort of earlier days of Disney, like this whole, they have an opening storm where it's like, Ooh, like rain and wind and like Superman. And it's, it looks exactly like the storm in Dumbo. Uh, like, I don't know if you remember it. I don't know when the last time was that you watched Dumbo. Uh, but like they were still it was like so cool because animators back then like just loved it uh dumbo was 1941 this was superman was 1943 so it was still like an early style they were using watercolors in dumbo in 1941 but it was all old school animators who like loved it but were also figuring out how to do stuff so if you ever like watch any disney documentaries or read any disney books A lot of it is like them being like okay how do we show a rainstorm that doesn't just look like a kid's drawing essentially and so they 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 tried different things and like i agree like all of this was just so nostalgic even the sound mix was like really like early disney's nostalgic And to me, it's like, you know, we obviously my most hated style of of animation is like that late 90s, early 2000s shitty computer graphics. And that to me was the beginning of of the end in terms of studios being like, we don't need to be good. We just need to be fast. Yep. But like in the 40s, there was no such thing as fast because it was like a new medium that they were still trying to figure out. So this was just all old guys, really, well, at the time, young guys, but like, you know, (laughs) young animators seeing a problem and being like, how do we, how do we do this? How do we make, like, what do we do with these backgrounds? And they came up with all these very cool, it, like new ways to do it uh and yeah i just i just love it i think it's i think yeah i i concur and i'm sure now chan is going to shit yep. on it and yep. say it was boring
1: your brain went to the same place my dude me me and you both like it chan here to take a dump on it robert clark chan
2: oh, <gasps> oh my gosh
3: a rare like, trifecta I hated this
1: thank you wait a minute <laughs> what
3: uh, okay uh, real talk like I get it like it's 1940s I'm not going to like waltz in and be like this is bullshit but also um, I think it's really like in the last few years that I've really stumbled into the style of animation that I think is perfect and that is um, this sort of hybrid uh, um, uh, digital um analog style that um let's see uh into the spider-verse mitchell's versus the machines uh the most recent teenage ninja turtles uh things along those lines where you have some comic book elements coming in like there's like text bubbles and that sort of thing uh there is uh stuff that Looks hand drawn that you know almost certainly isn't as all computer generated, but it is like really smooth. And so now I can sort of look back and go like, okay, well yes, I see where we were in the '40s. Yes, I see where we were in the '80s, and you know, like I enjoyed a lot of those things. Uh, But the animation was also of its time. Uh, We got through the the '2000s where everything was computer generated. Everybody thought that anything that was shit out of a computer was gold, and we've finally gotten to a place where I feel like uh, animators have uh, a true mastery of computers and how to make it feel lived in. Uh, And so like, I can say like, yes, this is to me, the pinnacle of animation and uh, this kind of stuff like, yeah, great. Uh, You know, like uh, we wouldn't be here now if it weren't for this, but if you asked me Uh, to watch it, I'm like, eh.
2: But also, that's like comparing apples and oranges because, like, I love Into the Spider Verse. Like, you know, all all of the things you mention, I love. But that's that's like saying, hey, do you like pizza or do you like sushi? Like, it's it's you. I, I like I like them both. I I appreciate what they were doing at the time. This was like, this was cell animation, which they they sort of invented in the 1930s and then was carried through sort of the 80s. And it's a totally different style of animation, but it's it's like it's impressive for what it is that they did all of this truly hand-drawn, which was, which was by the by even the 90s not the case. Like, and not to say that it wasn't like I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast in theaters and they had just a few digital elements like yeah. starbursts were Digitally done, so that they stood out. The whole
3: ballroom thing,
2: yeah, like like that. And I remember being like, "Holy shit, what is this? It's awesome!" But all of this being all hand drawn, which is the case with like Miyazaki movies too, right? But like this was when they were really figuring it out. And I really appreciate all of the stuff that they did when they were like, "Okay, how do we, how do we do this?" Uh, I just think it's very cool to see. You know, to see true cell animation like this, all hand-drawn, all cells on backgrounds. Very cool.
1: I thought it was super impressive. I like the storytelling that they did. Yes, it's very basic. But they were able to cram Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff uh, into a very small window of time. These are only like eight-minute episodes, and each one felt like it blew right by. It just, it was so fast, I would blink and there would only be two minutes to go. And that's because I was engaged with it. I like the fact that it's a slow burn, but at a quick pace. I can't even explain it better than that. But I, I don't know what Chan is talking about. I would watch more of these anytime
2: yeah same i i would totally watch more of these uh i i also i i also enjoyed the stories i feel like we got one like pretty straightforward one and one that was just so fucking weird yeah and i love that they were just like we're gonna make it weird we're not gonna explain it deal with it bitches
3: i mean that's because they only had seven and a half minutes a minute and a half of which was their intro. We only had six (laughs) minutes to tell a story. I love it. I love a slow
1: hand-drawn intro.
2: More
0: Uh, of
3: this. Now, look, one
1: thing I've always had a problem with is this whole, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Now, I know it's iconic, it's a very famed phrase. But if you really out there are looking up in the sky and you think you see a bird, you oh don't have God. to announce it to effing everybody around you. All Same right. thing with a plane. If I'm standing in the street and there's a plane that I see flying overhead, I'm not stopping all other local pedestrians pointing up in the air and saying, it's a plane. Like, people I, would do look we, at we me really like I'm have to explain person. this
2: to you? Do we really have to explain this to you? Taren, I- I would you like me to him. explain it to
1: him or would you like to explain it to him? <laughs> it never made sense to me.
3: Uh, Ray, this is the 1940s. No, that's. <laughs> Commercial oh, we're- airlines were not really a thing. Only barely. And th- literally someone could be like, oh, look, there's an airplane in the air. Because there's like one maybe in a day. It's that's a like- pretty
2: that's a pretty good explanation. I'll also add that he's not flying like anything else that's flying. So from a distance, you would be like, "What is that?" and then someone would respond I think it's a bird. And then someone else would be like, no, that's not a bird. It's a fucking plane. And then someone would be like, holy shit. No, it's a dude. It must be Superman. Like mm. it's, it's, he's not flying. Like, like they're trying to figure it out. It's not just like people standing around in a
1: park. like, Oh, look a bird. That's what I think is happening. Now. No, it, honestly, it's, not. it's crazy because this is before all the birds were replaced with surveillance drones. So I think it's actually cool that they're calling out uh, because they seem to know that these won't be around forever. So you want to point out every bird in the sky as it flies around you.
3: I'm going to ignore that and bring up that I uh, have this transcribed use um, Adobe uh, Premiere Rock to uh, upload its transcription, um, which is machine transcription, which is, you know, sometimes okay in this case, The famous uh, look up in the sky is translated as, look at this guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a plane and Superman and the best of it, a streak of lightning and a pounding surf. My hero did a roaring hurricane.
2: (laughs) My hero did do a roaring hurricane. No notes.
3: That's perfect. He made hurricane in the toilet.
1: (laughs) No, I've been making those lately. It's not. I I ate something real bad. Everything
2: about you is terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this episode after the intro opens with a car chase. Now, this is wild to me because Clark Kent drives his car, just parks it in front of like a, a drugstore, basically goes inside and is just in there. When like and this, I had to again I had to rewind a lot of things because crazier things crazier than I was expecting kept happening, and I had to make sure I was not making it up or I wasn't missing something. Uh, meanwhile, a lady is drives her car in front of that same store, and gangsters who are chasing her fly their car into the window of the store, and then they just get out, steal Clark Kent's car, and continue to chase after her.
3: That is wild. That's how gangsters do.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I love this chick. I love this chick. I mean, dames in the 1940s, sometimes they weren't badass, but this chick is a badass. She's
3: great. Uh, I, I was going to say that she is uh, tougher than any Scarlet uh, that we've yeah. seen. In class. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get crazy. No,
2: she's doing all this in heels, man. She is doing all this in heels. She is like an Agent Carter.
3: Yeah. And, and there's like dudes legit shooting bullets at her. Okay. Not laser. Yeah.
2: She's cold as ice, this whole thing. Like there's, there's a, there are a lot of goons and I was surprised to see ju- like le- legitimately people being like, Hey, we're going to show a lot of guns in this kid's cartoon. We're going to uh, show a lot people are, of people getting people are shot. are going to get shot. It's and crazy. this chick is like, a doo, better run. Uh, not at all hysterical, very calm the whole time, even when she's about to die
1: later on. She's just like, All right, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's I love great. it. No, like, she is great. Better than Scarlet. Ah, she's great though. Uh I will say a uh, Clark Kent runs out of the store and jumps on the back of his own car. So when the police start chasing the gangsters and they smash out his back window and stick an arm out with a gun to shoot at them, he like grabs the hand and then flings the gun into the street. Where a child could find it. Why uh, that is that is a dropped hat on stage that no one picks up, and it made me very unhappy.
2: Dude, it was the nineteen forties. There were guns all over the place on the ground. Kids mm. didn't care. Yeah,
3: That's probably good I would point. like to follow that up with its six and a half minutes of plot to get through. And the gun is the least of your problems. Oh, they got <laughs> a finger on it. Let's move on, buddy.
1: <laughs> now look, uh, I also so they shoot the tires. They 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 shoot the tires of the lady who's getting away. So she like stops and then they just drive away. Like uh, why didn't they stop and get her? Like that I didn't I didn't understand what exactly happened here. Oh, because the cops are coming. Sure, but Like they had, they had to flee from the
2: cops. So instead they like took Clark Kent, they
1: they don't, they don't have any time to go back for this chick because the cops were actively chasing them. Okay. You know what? That's fine. I just thought, I thought it was weird. They would shoot out her tires and then just be like, we got her later and they just take off. But you're right. The cops were on their heels. Uh, that's fine. I can, I can live with that explanation and that's excellent. What
3: and also I... the boss calls it out? It's not like, uh, they're just oh, okay. like, no, let's just gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Well, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I wanted a hot blonde, you bring me some dingus, uh, all tied up, uh, you know, a reporter, who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, and and this is the part that I, I had my I, I the first thing with the car smat flying into the window, uh, hit got me. The second moment that got me in this episode is you mentioned a boss, it's Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah you know it was interesting
2: i just assumed that these were going to be italian goons uh because because in the 1940s there were gangsters and then there were nazis and this cartoon was like italian gangsters are overdone let's make german gangsters
3: Mm -hmm. i literally has
1: the mustache and he's german
3: yeah, like these these are these are Nazis. They're they're not gangsters. They
2: don't. Yeah, yeah, them yeah. As but Nazis. they but they're wearing like like they're presented at first as gangsters. Like Correct. they look, they're wearing the dark suits. They're like they look like goons, and then like they get back to their goon layer where you think they're gonna be like a, a boss. So we could not get the woman. We got this. <laughs> instead, they're like, and instead they're doing the German version of that.
3: It, it's they're, wild it's just wild to me they're saboteurs and so yeah yeah they're they're German Nazis who are trying to win World War II by blowing up uh American things yeah you know, I, assume, British like, British.
2: I, I, I mean i do think it's interesting because the girl the woman is this like really blonde bombshell dame so it makes sense that she fit in with the nazis because she's like i sure. went undercover as a spy and they thought i was one of them so this is some real like ingrid bergman shit where of course they would be like yes this woman is blonde
1: she is one of us mm-hmm. i get that and she makes a point to say Uh, The last six months, I've been, like, working with these guys. They've been trusting me, which obviously was a mistake because I was a double agent. I have a briefcase or, like, a file that has all of their names, and it has all the plans of things they're about to do. This is absolutely a thing that y'all want to have a part of. Now, one thing I didn't understand about it Uh, is nobody made copies. Nobody took photographs of any of this. uh, We just just have it in one place, and we just let her go.
2: Right, it's the nineteen forties. Yeah, you put it it's on your. It's not like Xerox. you go to the Kinkos and print off fifty copies of something. Everything is difficult. Plus, it's implied that she like just left. Like, do you know how espionage work? It's not like she's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get a sandwich for the nine hours it takes me to copy all the important documents." Before you realize, they're gone.
3: Also, uh, espionage. Means keeping things secret. Sure. So maybe making a gajillion copies of this very secret information. Not well, the best, but best. she doesn't article.
1: have that file to keep it secret. She has that file to tell everyone. So no, I would She think has that file to tell,
2: tell the government. It's not the like she's are like part blasting it on Twitter. I don't like, think you. I don't think you. Uh, your brain is working properly. Uh, no, well, you knew he,
3: that. His brain is working like a um, middle-aged white dude would. Well, the cops are basically the government. It's exactly the same (laughs) thing. You can trust both the cops and the government.
1: (laughs) I don't get pulled
3: over. What's the problem? Yeah, I've been pulled over in a long
1: time. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So anyway, why don't just make copies? It's just, you know, okay. So uh, there ends up being a shootout. And, yeah, I wrote down here, Some M- 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 MFers are just getting shot, like, mm-hmm. all over the place. Oh, yeah. I- it blew my mind to just watch an animation. It's been not since, like, uh, Heavy Metal or Wizards <laughs> with Ralph Bakshi have I gotten used to, like, this level of... It's mostly implied, but you definitely see people taking bullets. No, that's not... It blows my There's mind.
3: a shot right at four minutes, and I sh- t- did it frame by frame. I was like, because I thought... That dude got popped in the head. Oh, my God. <laughs> it One was the shoulder, right? And he fell down. <laughs> I I did the frame by frame. And the bullet, yeah, goes into uh, possibly sh- somewhere between his, uh, his two shoulders. So it might have just gone, like, straight through his neck or something like that. God but, like, dang stuff comes out the back like his hat flies off and he falls down they are not I'm messing like, around oh my god this is yeah. not gi joe this is not gi <laughs> joe
1: this ain't your father's gi joe it's your grandfather's
3: it's uh, your grandfather's yeah, yeah. He, was, um, he was into that sort of stuff.
1: Uh, um, yeah that that blew my mind I, I, so she drives off like she's like got to get out of here she goes to a bridge and uh, one of the Nazis is, like, there. There's just Nazis everywhere. And he pulls a lever to, like, uh, open the bridge and turn the bridge so she can't, like, cross the bridge. And that was kind of cool.
3: I love and- that there's a, like, to be really freaking clear. Because, again, at, at first I was like, oh, Jesus. But also, given the constraints, you got six and a half minutes. We can't have dialogue about, like, oh, thank goodness. There's all I have to do is get over the bridge and I'll be at the airport. They just have a, a sign that just says bridge to airport, which seems, you know, Easy. like not something you'd see in the real world. <laughs> like you're going to LA. Like, hmm? 1940s you would.
1: 1940s you would.
3: Totally. I feel like they, you could just say airport you don't have to mention the bridge <laughs> like
1: the carnage of this episode like so the bridge gets turned they blow out like an expl ex- like a power line which then like detaches from the wires and starts crashing down her car goes over the side uh, uh, of the bridge and she ends up like on top of this what is it this she's not even like, there yet excuse me the bar- the car goes over the edge and she's getting shot at by this gangster nazi she runs Good. into this bridge control area that he was in, and then uh, and then she pulls the thing to make the bridge go back again. At which point, this is what makes the car go over because the, this uh, power line, like uh, what do you call it? like a tower, gets blown out, falls on top of the uh, control house, destroying everything, sending the car over, sending her onto this the tracks of like this gear system that could potentially like crush her like in like a Raiders of the Lost Ark movie and and then uh, it's crazy because uh, one of the gangsters there he sees all this go down he's like all right she fell over she's got the file she's in a bad place I'm gonna shoot the lock on this other guardhouse. I'm gonna go in there use the phone and call Hitler and could I please because this this killed me the way Hitler answers the phone in this very important moment where a spy is about to go off the entire operation, the casual way he answers the phone really got me. Hello. <laughs> I just love that. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's just, you know, Hitler's cash, I guess, in this w- in this telling.
3: I... I was trying to figure out uh, I I assumed originally that it was just some dude who um, was like a fan of Hitler, you know, obviously a Nazi. And so, like, did his hair and his mustache like Hitler. Um, He's supposed to have a monocle question mark, except that when you look at it um, from any angle, it looks like he has drawn a circle around his eye with eyeliner.
0: Oh, by, I thought it was a by monocle the way. One. This
2: is this is obviously <laughs> not Hitler. Uh, Ray is just referring to a German goon as Hitler. Uh, he's got the uh, mustache.
1: Yeah. He's, got he's got the, the hairline. Mustache. He he he's 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 an affectation for Hitler. I mean, uh, I, he does
3: not have the Hitler hairline. Yeah, and he, he doesn't, doesn't.
2: It's not. It's just a German guy, and Ray can't tell the difference.
3: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if there's a German guy with a Hitler mustache, your first thought's going to be Adolf Hitler.
1: It should be, at least. You know, I'm not here to make apologies.
3: You probably should. I mean, I'm not got here to make no trouble to apologize. for I mean, not, no, I'm not going to apologize about shuffle.
1: that. There's probably a lot of things I need to apologize for in this life. I've done a lot of misdeeds. Why
3: is Gina singing the Super Bowl shuffle?
2: Because I'm not here to make no trouble. Uh huh.
1: She's the punky QB. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. So Superman now shows up. We are like. What, of this eight-minute cartoon, we are now six minutes into it, and that's what I like about these, is Superman waits till the end to pop in. He ends up, uh, uh, he, he ends up, the, 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 the Nazis all are leaving the place where they've got him tied up, so he feels comfortable changing into Superman. They're taking an elevator down. As Superman, he goes into the uh, elevator shaft, pulls the cable to pull them up above the highest floor, so they're stuck in there, right, in that little zone between the, the top floor and the roof. And then he ties the cables into like a bow. And then he takes off to save the lady. He stops the bridge with his super strength because it's like cranking through. Her coat is stuck. Just like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, she's about to get mushed. And then he grabs her. She's got the file. And he, he he swoops out. And like a G, where I was hoping this would go, doesn't take her to the airport. He just flies her straight to DC. I loved this. I loved it. And then he drops her off flies up and salutes the flag. End of episode. That's all we need. Yeah, he he
2: defeated the Nazis. He did. Good job, With Superman. With the help you of this it. dame, who also, by the way, when she, again, she's getting shot at and she's just like, whoops, dropped my folder, bitch. Gonna grab it. Oh, you're shooting at me? Okay. Oh, my uh, yeah. jacket's caught in a gear. Maybe I'll let out a little scream, but I'm not really concerned. She's yeah. chill. Yeah. No, she,
3: she's hella tougher than superman
1: yeah she has more grace under fire than brett butler
3: i see Uh, what you did there uh, good thing that uh everyone who listens is aware of the what was it 1989 to 1991 abc sitcom grace under fire oh
2: later than that it was later than that Uh, okay uh but Uh, i mean not by much i'm gonna say Oh, I was going to guess nine. it started in 92, started in 93, went for five seasons.
3: Oh, that's, that's respectable. Okay, not bad. It was a good show. Uh, why Ray would bring it up at this time
2: is. Ray learns one fact a month and then he brings it up as much as possible.
3: Mm, I guess. Guys, that about
1: right. Did you know that pigs have corkscrew shaped penises?
3: Mm, you're thinking of ducks.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. We should probably just go to commercial and we're back. Let's talk about the second episode, the underground
3: cave. Because I want to know why when Superman gets to the bridge, we already went to commercial. We're on the second episode. You should have brought this up. No, we're not. No, we're not because I'm not done yet. Oh no. When he gets to the bridge, he, instead of grabbing the woman from the gears and about to crush her, he stops to first uh, s- uh, the the gears are moving because the bridge is moving. The bridge has been turned on and is moving in the direction it's supposed to go. She's going to get crushed in those gears. Superman grabs the bridge and stops it from moving until the gears break, destroying the bridge. Then he just hops on over and grabs her and leaves.
2: Maybe he couldn't get to her in time.
3: Yeah, he could have. Because he's fucking flying. All he had to do was fly down, grab her, and take her off. Instead, he decides to destroy the bridge before doing that. Also, this is the first time that we'll see of two times, because we've only watched it twice. But when Superman changes, um, I think traditionally all of us sort of think of like, go into the phone booth, rip open your shirt or whatever, It's got the S under it cut to the next scene they spend a long time a frighteningly long time just lingering over the shadow of him they do that taking off his tie taking it off his coat taking it off his shirt pulling down his pants it's I the do pants think that, that got me
2: i think a lot of the, the the like superman affectations that we think of uh originated in in like the live action stuff. And, and I think at this point it wasn't like, Oh, he can change super fast. So I think it makes sense that like, if you're telling a story and you're like, and then he changes out of his suit. Like if you told the storyteller, this man changes out of his suit, this is what they would show it because it's like, no one thought at the time, like, Oh, he spins around real fast and he's just in his costume or like, Oh, like we see him, we see him run. And then all of a sudden he's like in his costume, like, I think that I think that this is in 1943 if someone wrote. "Okay," then he changes out of his suit. The animator is going to animate
0: that.
3: I would say that if uh, the 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 proper transition should be he goes behind the door, you close the door, you see the shadow of uh, you see his silhouette. He one pull rips all of his clothes off door opens. He's wearing the Superman gear. The fact that they take such a long time with it feels like that uh, um, part of the heavy metal movie where Tarna is like, yeah, there's a bunch of people that need to be saved. But first, a long bath takes off her clothes slowly, <laughs> piece by piece, gets in there, it's just soaping her boobies, just going to town on them, all the bits, just, just getting them squeaky clean, gets back out. Puts on her armor slowly, piece, keeping the boobs to the last. poop, puts it on. Goes, oh, everybody's dead. Could have just gone. Didn't have to have that whole thing. So that's what I think of when I see Superman like pulling off his friggin' trousers. rubbing his butt up against the door
1: the most important part of all of this is pigs do in fact have corkscrew shaped penises yes ducks also do but very importantly pigs do as well chalk it up to fun facts with ray be back next week for another ray fun fact
3: are you going to have another fact or are we going to have to wait (laughs) a full month before you give us a new one i mean it is really hit or miss you
1: just never know (laughs) G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win Show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. The Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator, and even The Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out The Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
0: Emergency! Our prisoner escaped! New Rebel Transport holds up to 42 action figures. Each sold separately. Some assembly required. You'll never get me, Rebel Commander! You can't escape, Imperial TIE Fighter pilot. Didn't find the lasers. Good. Backpacks and gas masks are safe. That means he's hiding in the escape hatch. You knew where I was. Oldest trick in the book. New Rebel Transport. Some assembly required. Action figures each sold separately from Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back Collection. G.I. Joe.
1: The second episode we're going to be talking about is called The Underground Cave. Uh, Again, this is Superman of the 1940s, in case somehow you just tuned in.
3: Did you come in after the commercial break? Yeah. You can't, you just wait, you want to see that
1: commercial break, and now you're just here with it? Because you wanted to see what would happen. Now, uh, this is kind of cool. There's a thing called the Henderson Caverns, and this guy's got maps. His name is Henderson. I guess that makes sense. And he says, if the Daily Bugle or Daily Planet, ah, whatever, Daily Planet, if they will fund my operation where my grandfather uh, went to explore these caves and never came back again, let me take Clark Kent and Lois Lane. You guys pay for all this and you'll get the exclusive story of what we find in the cave and you know all of this craziness. I think it's like in South America or Central America or something. And uh, what, what makes me laugh is that as he's pitching it and saying, I want you to pay for it, very clearly it's animated that the editor of the Daily Bugle rolls his eyes and slumps back in his chair. And I'm just like, oh, OK, well, I guess he's not going to say it. Then he just immediately turns around and goes, sounds great. It's a deal. <laughs> and it was just it was weird. It was a little bit weird. But that's what's happening in this episode. And that's not the weirdest thing that's going to happen in this episode.
3: Like, I know that journalism has changed a lot since the 40s, but um, deciding to go spelunking in a place that nobody's returned from in 40 years, bringing two... no You know what? Even if they weren't the Star Reporters, maybe this is somewhere along the timeline where they're still frigging interns. Okay. Just okay. asking for two randos who have no experience in very dangerous things like spelunking. And dude, this is what journalists do, dude. That is not what journalists do. Not even in the slightest. That's what gonzo journalists do. And that won't happen for another 60 years. And
1: it's crazy because they only cover one character from the Muppets.
3: Well, Gina's asleep. I'm going to go.
1: Anyway, so they get some rafts, they get some gear together, and they go into this cave because we do not have time to F around. We are going straight from point A to point B. There's no traveling. We just are there. We we, we see the entrance to the cave. We have two canoes of sorts, two rafts. And we have a whole bunch of gear. They make a very clear point to mention that there is dynamite on board. We might need to blast some areas of the cave, which to me sounds like a terrible idea. This is not something you should bring with you at all. Under any circumstances, the chances of caving yourself in, because I would add, you are newspaper journalists. You are not trained explosive uh, handlers.
0: It was
2: the 1940s. There were explosives everywhere. Kids didn't care.
3: I also want to know how old this dude is because his father discovered and made this map uh, 40 years ago. Uh, He is now, I guess, what, 50 or something like that? Yeah, call it about
2: that. No, this is when everyone looked older. He's probably 25.
3: Okay, well, that makes more sense. Uh, So you're saying that um, he's 25. His father disappeared 40 years ago. He was conceived so twenty-six years ago, so 14 years after his father disappeared. I
1: thought it was his grandfather, no? Yeah, I think
2: it's his grandfather.
0: And while on a hunting trip, my father discovered what are now known as the Henderson Caverns.
3: I'm sorry, what did you say?
0: No, he oh. discovered them,
1: but wasn't it his grandfather who got lost there? Maybe, you know, this plot's very hard to follow.
0: My father discovered what are now known as the Henderson Caverns. More than forty years ago, he mysteriously disappeared while exploring them further. Oh, all I'm right.
3: Sorry, what did you say?
1: So obviously, this guy's over forty. I mean, my father—he's
2: forty-one work. years old. He's forty and nine months old. Listen, That's Jen,
1: it. if you're going to get mad at me for not understanding things that are directly said to me, my father, this show's going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I can concede when I'm wrong. I'm still not sure I'm wrong about this. If I can be honest I'm with you, that's because you're a white man.
3: Yeah. Anyway, um, we go to this place. We do. And old man is like, "Peace, Clark. I'm gonna go to the Blue Grotto with your girlfriend." No, Yo, I, I not felt his that.
2: girlfriend. Just coworkers. Is it though? Yeah, this was like they worked together for quite a while before any hanky panky happened.
1: Now, do you think Hugh Hefner saw this episode and was just like, taking a lady to a grotto? I think I could get into that. And then later made the Playboy Mansion in this episode's image? Probably. Yes. I get all tracks. We're all in agreement. So they take their raft. Yeah. And Lois Lane and Henderson go in there. And these two are the dumbest, dumbest effers alive. Like, they have dynamite on their boat. They make a point of it. Not only do they have dynamite, it's like nitroglycerin, apparently. It's like unstable dynamite, which isn't how dynamite works at all, to my understanding.
2: Uh, yes, it is. Didn't you see anything about dynamite, but also especially an episode of Lost about old dynamite when it bleeds nitroglycerin?
1: Oh, snap. Here's the deal. Uh, this is the dynamite before it's old dynamite, though, isn't it? No, this was this like is fresh dynamite. It's but just it's a not, long time it's ago. not like
2: new. It's not like, oh, we know exactly how to stabilize dynamite. It was still like
3: unstable.
1: Okay. Fair enough. You know what? I'm willing to accept when I'm wrong. Someday <laughs> when it happens, I will do it.
3: Um to be this- fair, uh the shot we get of um the explosive package says danger. So maybe it's dynamite. Uh, maybe it's pure nitroglycerin and it's r- raw steak. Uh, that makes
1: more sense, though, based on what ends up happening. Now, these idiots don't tie up their boat. <laughs> and so they go up on the shore of one of the areas inside the grotto and then their boat just floats away.
3: This is the first point where I was like, wait a minute. How old is he? How often has he been doing the spelunking thing? I think he's he, not? like put po- what?
2: I think he's like not. I think he's. I think this is like one of the first times and each of them thought that the other one was, uh,
3: why would the daily planet give some rando who has never been spelunking before money to go spelunking? You got to understand. This
1: is a different era, a different time. You also, know, he's probably like a rich, a rich guy who's
2: like that's got it. a name. And why
3: does he need the money from the Daily Planet?
1: Wait a minute, hold on. Uh, all rich people uh, beg for money all the time. They're called investors, and they get scammed constantly. That's just rich people scamming other rich people to give them their money that they should, in theory, not need, so they can squander it on something stupid. This happens a million times a day here in the United States now. So the fact that he has this thing going on and he's offering a story like that's honestly a better promise than a lot of investors are going to get who invest in these what like what, a Burning Man or what's the Fire Festival? Uh, that this is just Fire Festival. So you ask why would they give money to that? Why did Fire Festival get money, Chan? Because rich people are idiots and they trust other rich people with their money, and they never should.
3: I really don't like it when I have to agree with you.
2: Is this is this uh, is this going to be the new side of the new fire
1: fest? Is this Birdman Cave? This well, don't 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 bury the lead yet. Hold on, Gina. We don't want to spoil it yet. I we mean, that can about mean, that talked mean
2: anything. Nobody listening to this knows what that
1: means. <laughs> so. The the boat flies, the the boat flies away. The boat goes into a different chamber. It goes under a waterfall and being shaken by the water causes the dynamite to explode, which I'll go with Chan's explanation rather than fight it any longer. That's fine. It blows a hole behind the waterfall. The next, uh, Clark then gets, he hears it. He gets on his raft and he goes in after them. The very next shot, are mutant bird people <laughs> who have kidnapped Lois and Henderson and are doing native war dances while they figure out what to do with them. And yeah. I'm not even kidding. I had to rewind it because I was sure I missed something.
3: I but I also, did not. I it for the same reason.
2: Same, same, same. And then I just wrote down, well, this took a turn. Because I I thought maybe I looked away for a moment and I missed and I missed the moment when they were like, oh, crap, we got exploded in inside this cave. And then they're like, shut up, shut up. Did you hear that? And then a bird person comes out and they're like, what the hell? There is a bird person. No, instead, it's like, boom, bird people. Get
1: used to it. Here's where you are
2: now. And they're already tied up. Like Lois is already tied up. There is. It is a hard cut from, oh, no, we forgot to tie up the boat. Oh, no, we exploded. Now we're captured by bird mutants.
3: (laughs) This is what six minutes of plot will get you. Yes. (laughs) We skip everything.
0: And there are certain
3: tropes that you must already know about. This is like uh, uh, looking at a Darmok and Jalad meme. Like if you don't know the Star Trek Next Generation episode they're talking about, you will have no effing idea what's going on here. So you got to know that natives are going to have drums. They're going to have spears. Yes. And they're going to be looking to cook the white people.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I'm not even sure what these birds are trying to do because oh. they're they essentially are like. They're not talking. They're they're adult man sized bird people yes. who can fly, and they have Lois and and your old boy tied up, and they're like leading them, and then they just put them on this platform that s- looks like it's gonna slowly lower into lava.
1: Okay, I have an answer for this, and I think it's accurate because while they're still taking in their surroundings, they see a statue in like an alcove above the leader of the bird people that looks like a statue of his father, right? Oh, that's my dad that looks just like him. I mean, it's gotta be. I So they do. They strap the two of them together on this like double-sided like a uh, uh, dais. I don't really know the best way to explain it. Uh, it it's basically like an upside down T that gets it's hung from like a rope or a chain and they're gonna dip them in what looks like lava. I wrote here lava. I now believe that that's liquid bronze they're going to turn the two of them into statues, just like they did to his father all those years ago.
2: No, no, this was I'm totally right. No, his father discovered these bird people and like showed them the ropes and they were like, oh, shit, this this dude's a god.
3: Wait, and what then- ropes did he show them?
2: He was like, hey, like cover up your, your junk and stuff. And they were like, oh shit, are we not supposed to have our junk out? And he was like, well, you're all identical looking bird men. Do you want to have your junk out? And they were like, well, what's the alternative? And he was like, I can make you some like kind of comfy undies. And they were like, what are comfy undies? And then he like, he made them some comfy undies and they were like, oh my God, this is so much better when we like are lounging and watching TV. This is great. And then they were like, you know what you might be a god and he was like you know what i might be do you want to make a statue of me and they were like yeah okay and he was like also if anyone happens to wander into this cave after i'm dead i want you to sacrifice them to me and they were like done and done sir thanks for the comfy undies and then a few years later he got some bird food poisoning and he died and then they were like never forget the comfy undie man who wants us to sacrifice white people to him after his death
3: So you posit a bird race that has not discovered underpants, but has discovered broadcast television. And you think that they have decided to make a God out of a white person and murder other white people in his name.
1: Yes. See, this is the thing with six minute storytelling. You can't get all that backstory on the screen.
2: Listen they they have patent leather couches and it's not comfortable to go underwearless on those patent leather couches to watch their TV in the summertime.
3: They have feathers. they're birdmen.
2: It, no. it, it doesn't matter their balls
1: still stick. This is a problem I have with this is how did a race of bird people evolve in a cavern that doesn't reach the sky? How do you evolve bird people in a perpetually darkened cave that they can't get out of? These should be like lizard people. They should absolutely not be bird people on any level. This actually made me a little annoyed when I was watching it as they fly around the higher points of the cave. It's like, there's nowhere to fly here. There's no sky. This this is just wrong.
3: I'm okay with them being bird people. Evolving into birds underground, I don't understand how bird people would evolve balls.
2: You don't know how the gases under that cave work to mutate a bird body,
1: and they do need to wear the comfortable underwear because a lot of people don't know this about bird people, but they have corkscrew shaped penises. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself right now. I don't care. I'm taking the next five minutes off. Y'all have fun. Yeah. My favorite part though is that is that
2: uh, now like Clark is like, oh shit, I think I need to rescue these two. Uh, I'm gonna turn into Superman. And yes, we see a very slow him like taking off all of his clothes. (laughs) Yeah, and then he he puts on the cape, which I guess he like had in his pocket.
3: He's showing off his underwear to these uh, (laughs) sabers. Like, oh, you think you have comfy underwear? I got a fucking subscription box that comes once a month, <laughs> motherfuckers.
2: And then Me like on these dot com bitches. He spends a undies. long time fighting off these bird people as Lois and the old boy are being lowered. And then like he rescues them just in time, just like he did with the blonde who's not a Nazi. Uh and then literally the next scene is them back at the newspaper. Lois has written up. Uh, what I can assume is a co- very compelling, wonderfully thought out and wonderfully written story. And Mr. Perry is like, wow, this is great. And then takes out a lighter and burns it. And he's like, no one will ever believe it. The end.
3: Jesus Right. <laughs>
2: no explanation like, of how the bird people got there, what they did after they got out. Did they tell people, hey, by the way, there's a bird civilization back there of like murderous bird. You should probably close that up or send in some poison gas. Uh yeah. no, like, you know, like, no, like, wow, now that we're back at the Daily Planet, I'm gonna write a story about this. Mr. Perry just takes out a fucking lighter. And burns her only copy because she typed that shit up on a typewriter. You know mm-hmm. it. She got the little mm-hmm. whiteout bottle out. She was doing the whole thing.
3: Then she went down to Kinko's and made 50 copies. <laughs> yeah, that's the like lesson of both 1940s. Superman.
1: Uh, just make copies of your shit, everybody.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How do you think making copies of shit worked in 1943?
3: You hit Control-S or open Thank apple F if you have a Mac. I mean- What's the problem here?
2: I'm genuinely curious. I I want to know how Ray thinks copies were made in the 1940s.
3: Well,
1: they had cameras, so you could at the very least take pictures of them, develop them in your dark room, and then have uh, hard backups of everything. Now, Gina, you you talked through a couple of things that I just wanted to put a little bit more thought into here before you race to the end without me how dare you i said i was gonna take five minutes off and gina's like cool we can end the episode before ray (laughs) talks again that's what i was
3: looking for
1: well uh superman does save them of course he flies them out uh one thing i said is clark kent becomes superman and he looks behind the waterfall which if you are a video game player you must understand you always look behind the waterfall because devs always put Treats and Easter eggs and hidden yeah. areas behind the waterfall, and I got a good giggle of the fact that Clark Kent just went behind the waterfall and found a race of ancient birdmen <laughs> and his friends. That brought me a lot of joy. Also, Superman, superpowered, can pull the earth. Maybe not this iteration of him, but like he flies out with the two of them, and you would think Superman could just like grab rocks and su- and fill up the hole to keep them in himself, but he pulls out a giant grenade like a, a weird looking it's a weird, out of
3: fucking nowhere out
1: of nowhere why do they have a grenade uh and it's not just a grenade; it's like a thermal detonator from star wars it's crazy looking he it's a pineapple it.
3: grenade that is like the size of a fucking pineapple
1: it's gigantic he throws it and that blows down and covers the canyon because we don't we all got six minutes we don't have time for imperfections or things not working out so he does close it off. But why does Superman need a grenade to block the tunnel? I thought that was a little bit weird.
3: That's a yes. fucking super. Cre- that, that's some power creep. I'll tell you what. Because, yeah, like there was there was a time when Superman didn't fly. He just jumped. Yeah. true. That, that was the extent of his fucking powers. He was real strong. Uh, You could shoot him and bullets would bounce off and he would jump real far. You know, now know, he's calling fucking planets and like <laughs> destroying multiverses. But back in the day, dude was just like a really strong Jesse Owens. Yeah. People complain about scope creep in anime, but
1: I'm telling you right now, Superman, because little fun facts at the time, Superman and Shazam, aka Captain Marvel, uh, were the were the two two big heroes. And Shazam Black uh, Captain Marvel was much more powerful. So Superman just started adopting all the things that Captain Marvel did, fly, more strength, X, Y, and Z. And so essentially the two were almost identical that when Captain Marvel, you know, the Shazam went under because it was kind of an independent comic book, Superman still had all that stuff and they were like, great, <laughs> we're the only name game in town now. Let's roll. Most powerful hero, NA. Um, so that's, you know, you got to keep up with the neighbors. You want to make sure you do that and why does he burn the story i okay i guess he technically owns the story and could burn it but in theory couldn't she sell it to like the weekly world news they could get something back on some return on their investment instead they just write it off literally just burn it with like a you know a lighter cigar and they're just on the desk and, and just let it burn as we as we fade to black roll credits like you don't want to try to get any anything at all you don't want to like send more people down there to find the bird people that's a pretty impressive discovery that could really put your newspaper on the map i i don't know that feels wasteful to me
3: well i'll say this i feel like the fact that it is six minutes long means that yeah there is all sorts of backstory that doesn't get told and at the time i'm sure kids then went home and like oh my god i bet this happened and this happened and they created their own stories everybody had their own version of it okay um in this day and age, very clearly he's part of some secret cabal that knows about the goddamn, uh, uh, bird people didn't consider assume that that this dumbass uh, would go and get himself killed just like his father did. Okay. And, uh, they didn't realize there was a goddamn Superman with them. So when they get out and have, you know, uh, air air quotes proof, they don't have any physical proof. They just have a story. He burns it. Just like uh, they do in the Mummy, remember when uh, they're like, "Oh my God, we found you know, uh, um, we got this key and all that," and uh, the librarian dude's like, "Whoops! Oh, I completely destroyed the map. I'm sorry." Um, yeah, this is there is a much deeper story here, and uh, uh, Perry is part of the Illuminati.
1: And how, how? Thinking about it, how do Henderson and Lois Lane not figure out that Clark Kent is Superman? <laughs> There's only three of them on this adventure. And they are way, way, way far away from Metropolis. And two of them get in trouble. A third person is Superman who shows up and they, they can't not even a thought to the fact that that's who he is. I mean, first of all, that's like
2: that's if you're starting to question that, then you have to call all of Superman into question because that's that's his whole jam. But I will say that like Mr. like like Mr. White was Perry White was probably like, God, if we print this, we're going to become the National Enquirer. What's next? Like a fucking Bigfoot story? Like this would be insane. No real. He he was right to burn that little lady's article to the ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel that. And this is back when journalism, journalists cared and they didn't have like uh, uh, specials where they get, they they dredge up 18 year old people who say they slept with Barack Obama after smoking crack with him in the back
3: of a limo. You know, it was a better world. I mean,
1: was a better to world. be fair,
3: yellow journalism was not a term coined in the 2010s. Oh, uh, fair. I don't know, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe news organizations should, you know, uh, care about telling the truth. That'd be fun. Call me crazy. I just think maybe that would be a, maybe that would be uh important, uh, to maintaining our democracy.
3: I'm a fan.
1: Anyway, that's two episodes of Superman from the 1940s. That secret agent. And the underground cave. Thank you so much, Lord Snurts, for suggesting that we watch this. I love it. Yeah, this. good I, pick. I like this a lot. Usually, I think when we do episodes where it's generally good and we generally enjoy it, I think those tend to be weaker versions of this show. But these were so weird and had so many strange things happen at such a frenetic pace. I don't think we had that problem this episode.
3: We're real good at this.
1: And we've been doing it long enough. You figure eventually we'd get good at it. I mean, 10,000 hours and all that, right? I was being facetious. Tell me we've done this for 10,000 hours. It feels like it. Anyway, this is Knowing Us Half the Podcast. You can find us on facebook.com slash Podcast and join our group. If you're just discovering us and you want to hang out a little bit, you could, in theory, find us on Twitter for the moment on uh, at G.I. Joe podcast uh otherwise individually oh patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast if you want to support us a little extra uh, tell us some shows to do that kind of fun stuff you know uh, yeah that's that and so you can also find us individually if you wanted to i'm on threads at almighty ray 316
3: i think i'm on threads
1: you are now i saw
3: you,
2: you you're definitely on blue sky
3: oh, oh I'm, I'm on, on blue sky too. now
2: too I thought you were shitting on Blue Sky because you were like, oh, they're so exclusive. Blah, 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 blah. But now yeah. that you're in, you're all
1: about it. Then I got a code. And so now I'm exclusive. Now I have value. Now I haven't like posted anything other than I'm on Blue Sky now. And it doesn't seem like it's very good. I think threads is better. But I'm on it. So it exists in my world. So you could find me Almighty Ray 316 on Blue Sky.
0: I'm on
2: everything. It's overwhelming. I hate it. Uh, as Gina Ippi, did
3: there they go have panda videos on TikTok?
1: We should really put videos of this show on TikTok. I think
3: we could get a following. I didn't say videos of this. I said panda videos.
2: Hell yeah, they they got every video on TikTok. First you can make it so videos. your feed is just one panda video after another.
3: It's not doing that yet, though. And I
2: No, really you just have to watch know. and like like two panda videos and then they'll be like, great. This is all this dude wants to see. We will show it to him until he likes anything else. Hmm.
1: I think we so? just sold Chan on TikTok. I guess I know what I'm doing. This I mean, week. my
2: TikTok thread is a goddamn delight.
1: You know, my threads is, is, is a delighted. I'm gonna tell you right now, my threads. Here we go my threads no we already signed off we already signed off oh faster than a
0: speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall buildings in a single bound this amazing stranger from the planet krypton the man of steel superman Empowered with X-ray vision, possessing remarkable physical strength, Superman fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice, disguised as a mild-mannered newspaper reporter, Clark Kent.
1: (laughs) Chan, that's the curtain pull. What are you doing? Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel.